Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Circumstances may be against you and the enemy might be sitting at the same dinner table with you, but you have an audience with the king. Esther didn't do anything. Esther took her issue to the king. We can learn from Esther in that matter. When we have a problem, take it to the king. When we got somebody we got to deal with, take it to the king. When we got something where we don't know where our help is going to come from, take it to the king. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message is going to come from the book of Esther. And I'm going to hop around a little bit in the book, but I'm going to start with chapter seven. I'm going to read verses one through six, skip down to verse nine, read verses nine and ten. Then I'm going to hop all the way over to chapter nine and read verses 20 through 22. Again, that is Esther, chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, 9 and 10, chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. Let's see what the Word of God has to say for us today. I'm reading the New Revised Standard Version. Hear ye the word of the Lord. So the king and Haman went into the feast with Queen Esther. On the second day, as they were drinking wine, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition, Queen Esther? And it will be, it shall be granted you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. Then Queen Esther answered, if I have won your favor, O king, and it pleases the king, Let my life be given to me. That is my petition. And the lives of my people, that is my request. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. If we had been sold merely as slaves, men and women, I would have held my peace. But no enemy can compensate for this damage to the king. Then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he? Who has presumed to do this? Esther said, A foe and enemy, this wicked Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and queen. Going down to verse 9. Then Harbonah, one of the eunuchs in attendance on the king, said, Look, the very gallows that Haman has prepared for Mordecai, whose word saved the king, stands at Haman's house, 50 cubits high. And the king said, Hang him on that. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the anger of the king abated. Verse chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. 
Mordecai recorded these things and sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, near, both near and far, enjoining them that they should keep the 14th day of the month, Adar, and also the 15th day of the same month, year by year, as the days on which the Jews gained relief from their enemy and as the month that had been turned for them from sorrow into gladness and from mourning into a holiday, that they should make, for, make them days of feasting and gladness, days for sending gifts of food to one another and presents to the poor. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, church. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to gather and study your word. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord God, allow me to speak a word to your people that the Holy Spirit will take through. It is in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together today, I would like to talk a little bit about Wonder Women. Wonder Women. I love a good story. I love to watch movies. I love to read books. I, I love to uh, immerse myself in, in a good story. And... Uh, one of them that I like, I, also, I like it when they have a strong female character. I really like to see uh, movies and shows where there is a strong female character and they're not just a, a damsel in distress all the time. Uh, that appeals to me because it's something different and they don't have a lot of stuff out there. Uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed recently was the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Now, yes, the Snyder Cut of Justice League was way longer than the theatrical release, but the Snyder Cut did two things that I appreciated. It showed us the motives behind some of the characters and why they did what they did, as opposed to just having them act a particular way. And uh, secondly, the way they... Uh, portrayed Wonder Woman, you saw her really be as fast and as strong as the other heroes. And so I liked the Snyder Cut. Um, I think we all like uh, stories that have a, a strong female lead in the, the, the stories because it's, it's this change of pace. And that is what is happening in scripture when we see Ezra, I mean Esther. Um, I do run into some problems, I'll tell you off the top, um, with some of the, the, the scholarship that uh, was presented about the book of Esther. Uh, one of the problems I've had, I started reading, and they point out, number one, in Esther, that there is no mention of God in Esther. It's the only book where there is no mention of God. Now I have a, 
uh, a whole four or five years to talk about what redactors are and, and things in the text, so I'll skip on by that. Uh, but they, one of the things said that uh, the book of Esther is a diaspora story, big old $5 word for separating when the Jews were not in their homeland, uh, as in Daniel. But in Daniel, we see Daniel's God. In Esther, God is nowhere to be found, no mention of religion. Why is Esther in the Bible at all? That's what the scholars are saying about a book in the Bible where a man is not the lead character. Uh, but there's a whole lot to be going on there. And Esther is truly a wonder woman of her own. Just to kind of catch you up, we, we, we pick up this story in chapter 7, but uh, if you were to go back and read the other six chapters, uh, you would learn a little bit. And King Asuherus, um, who some scholars believe was King Xerxes of the, of the uh, Persian Empire, he's king over this particular area, and he has a queen by the name of Vashti, and he throws a party. Uh, King Xerxes or Asuherus, whichever one you want to call him, uh, throws a party and he wants his queen Vashti to come out uh, and present herself at the party. She says, I'm not feeling that, so I ain't coming out. And this is my own, you know, interpretation, paraphrasing of it. Well, uh, the king says, well, if you ain't coming out, you ain't going to be queen no more. And I'm going to go find me a new boo. <laughs> and so he invites uh, uh, women uh, to live, uh, single women, to live on the premises of the king for a year and have a, a, a beauty contest. It's The Bachelor before The Bachelor was on TV. And, and they spend this year trying to do this. And, and, and we are introduced to Esther in that time, Esther and her relative Mordecai. Esther and Mordecai are Jewish people. Esther is Jewish, but they, people don't know she's Jewish. And her relative Mordecai is Jewish, but everybody knows it. And so Esther survives this episode of The Bachelor, this whole season of The Bachelor, and becomes the new queen. And as she becomes the new queen, uh, Mordecai uh, discovers uh, that there are some people trying to kill the king. And so he hears it and he says, well, I can't just walk up on the king like anybody else can. I'm going to tell the queen to tell him. And Mordecai saves the king's life. Remember that. Mordecai saved the king's life. Well, in the middle of uh, the, the, the uh, restructuring that happens in the king's organization, a man by the name of Haman gets promoted to the king's advisor. And, and, and Haman is walking around uh, like he is hot stuff. And he comes across Mordecai, and, and, and Mordecai, he wants Mordecai to bow down to him. Don't you know who I am? I'm the advisor to the king. Well, uh, Mordecai basically says, that's cool, but uh, I worship the Alpha and the Omega. 
I worship the beginning and the end. I worship the one who is and is to come, not the advisor to the king. And so when he says that he's not going to bow down, Haman gets so mad that he gets a law put in place because he's the advisor to the king. And when you make a law, the only person that can change the law is the king. He makes a law that says that all Jews must die. All Jews must die. There's a sermon all in there right there about the abuse of people in political power, but I'm going to save that for another Sunday. Uh, but Haman gets this law passed that causes that all Jews are supposed to die, but he's still not mad. He's still not, his, his anger rather, is still there. He is still mad. And so not only does he want all the Jews to die, but he decides I'm going to build a gallow. Uh, to hang Mordecai personally. I want all the Jews to die, but I want him to die in front of my house. I want front row VIP access. And so that is what's going on. And, and, and Esther finds out about this. And, and Esther is figuring out how can I get this king to understand what is going on. And so they invite dinner after dinner. And, and she says, I've got a request for you, uh, king, if, if I have found favor in your sight. And that's what happens by the time we get to uh, Esther chapter 7. Haman has got promoted and wants to kill Mordecai, but not only Mordecai wants to kill all the Jews, but Esther's a Jew. And so Esther has found favor and she decides that she needs to tell the king what is going on. And, and what you got to understand about these things, and, and, and I've learned this in myself, uh, in my dealings, is that Esther does the right thing. First and foremost, Esther, uh, the, the way to deal with evil is to expose it. The way to deal with evil is to expose it. Don't let it slide under the rug. It, it, I, I am shocked the number of people who have tried to come to me behind closed doors and say one thing and then say something completely different when they get out in the open. The way to deal with stuff is to expose it. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Had she kept her mouth shut and tried to save just herself or maybe tried to save Mordecai on the end what would have happened to the people of God but she said no I, I, I got to tell somebody about it I got to fix this situation the best way to deal with evil is to expose it circumstances may be against you and the enemy might be sitting at the same dinner table with you but you have an audience with the king Esther didn't do anything Esther took her issue to the king we can learn from Esther in that matter when we have a problem take it to the king when we got somebody we got to deal with take it to the king when we got something where we don't know where our help is going to come from take it to the king Ah, ah, and, 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 and it changes there. It changes. The, the, number one, the best thing that I, the, one of the things that I learned from the text is the best thing to do with evil is to expose it and also is to connect with your people. 
Connect with your people. See, in chapter one, Esther is Jewish, but nobody knows it. By the time we get to chapter seven, she says, uh, when they ask, what is, uh, the, 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 what is your petition? What is your prayer? It says that, that in, in verse four says, for we have been sold. She says, for if we have been sold or uh, uh, my people. She says in verse three, if I have won your favor, O king, and it pleases the king, let my life be given. That is my petition and the lives of my people. So she went from undercover Jewish person to I have to speak for my people. I have to speak for my people. We have to be willing to love God and we have to be willing to love people because we are all made in the image of God. How can you hate somebody else who's made in the image of God? How can you hate Somebody just because their skin has a little more melanin in it than yours does. We are all made in the image of God. And so she said, I can't be like this. I cannot act like I am not a part of my people. So she went to the king not only for herself, but she went to the king on behalf of somebody else. Our prayers should not just be about I, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. Hook my family up. Hook my friends up. Hook my people up. It should also be about the community. Amen. Amen. Ah, ah. And so she, she, she transitioned from just helping myself to let me help the community. And so Esther was truly a wonder woman of her time. Uh, just like that, when, when the powerful authorities of the world were against her, she dared to stand before the king and speak truth to power. She dared. She didn't need Wonder Woman's lasso of truth or magic bracelets or, or, or a tiara. She found a way to get out the truth and dodge the bullets of her enemies. She used what she had and she brought down her enemies and saved her people. She was a wonder woman. I'm reminded of another strong female character and this was not in a story. This was an actual person uh, by the name of Sojourner Truth. Uh, her, her, she, she was an American abolitionist and a women's rights activist and, and she was born into slavery in New York but escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826 and then went back to recover her son in 1828 and became the first black woman to win a case against a white man in this kind of case for custody. Not only that, she was a women's rights uh, advocate and she was at a convention in 1853 and she was one of the speakers and even though to join the truth 
didn't know how to read, she knew her Bible stories. And everybody asked what gave her the courage to go back and try to help the rest of her people get out. And she told the conferees, Queen Esther, come forth, for she was oppressed and felt there was a great wrong. And she said, I will die or I will bring my complaint before the king. Uh, 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 uh. And, and so she said that and that my she put her life on the line. Esther put her life on the line. Sojourner Truth put her life on the line so that they could help these people. And so people like Esther and people like Sojourner Truth are the type of people that we need to emulate regardless of their gender. Yes. And she got the people saved. And not only did she get the people saved, but that those set of gallows that were put up to hang Mordecai yeah. ended up hanging Haman. There will come a time where those people who have been setting up plots against you, those who have been trying to lay out traps to, to, to trip you up and mess you up, they are going to get caught in their own traps. They'd be like Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God did for my good. God worked out for my good. And Mordecai uh, was, 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 was about to get set up, but Haman ended up in his own trap. You take your issues to the king, you won't even have to fight those battles. You don't even have to lay a hand on anybody because the king is going to take care of it for you. Yes. And not only did the trap that Haman set fall on him, but Mordecai ended up getting Haman's job. Mordecai got Haman's job and Mordecai was the one that was responsible for recording everything that was going on and he took this situation and turned it into a holiday so that everybody could remember during this time there was a time where we could have all have been lost. There was a time where we could have all been wiped out but we were saved. We were saved. And so now we need to celebrate that day and remember how we got out and how we made it over. The morning is going to turn into dancing. The, the sorrow is going to turn into joy. We're going to be able to get around some other people and talk about and celebrate how exactly we got over. And so people ask, where is God in the text? Everywhere. Yes, yes. God gave the courage for Esther to speak to the king. God, the Bible says that God can turn the hearts of the king. And so if he had in his mind to get rid of all the Jewish people, but when he saw that hurting those people would also hurt himself, his heart was turned. God gave the courage. God gave the ability. And, 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 and the biggest place is because Esther, as I said earlier, put her life on the line. She was willing to put her life on the line to save some people. I can think about somebody else who put their life on the line to help 
other people. But this one put his life on the line, not to just help a handful of people, but to save all of creation. The sacrifice for the love of the people got them out of it. And just like Esther sacrificed, Jesus sacrificed so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus sacrificed so that we could have access to eternal life. Jesus sacrificed because so that we could have the, the, the gift of this abundant life and love in Christ and knowing the pardoning of our sins. When he lived a life that we couldn't live, he was making that sacrifice. When he died a death that we couldn't die, he was making that sacrifice. When he got up with all power in his hands, he had made the sacrifice and he's coming back again. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity uh, to spend time with you in the word, to learn about this wonder woman, Esther, who sacrificed, who put her life on the line to save her people, to emulate one that would come later, although he had also come before, who laid down his life to save all the people. Lord God, we ask that your Holy Spirit do what it always does and it touches the hearts of those who uh, need to know Christ in the pardoning of their sins, that they'll have a desire to know and ask, what must I do to become saved? Let this message be a seed that gets planted in good soil and produces a wonderful harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. We ask a blessing over those who've heard it now and those who will hear it later that they'll know and grow in you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.